This week, we are going to learn now how to follow the call of being an image bearer. This is important. When I was young, between the age of 11 and 13, uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents out in the desert. I grew up five blocks from the beach, but I was going through a rough part of my life that in that rough part was full of um, some pain and some trauma, some substances at a young age. And uh, one of these moments in my life left me in a place where my grandfather and my grandmother said to my parents, can we just, can we, can we take him with us? So on the weekends, I would wait for my grandfather to get off work and he'd get off work at, at midnight and he would come and we were living with my grandparents at the time because I had accidentally burnt our house down on Christmas Eve. True story. We won't get into that story right now. So I'm living with my grandparents and he would show up at home at midnight and I was, I'd be so excited because my grandfather was the king of Gold Rock Ranch. Now, you may not know what Gold Rock Ranch is, but I knew what Gold Rock Ranch was and I loved going out there. It's a ranch out in the desert positioned kind of in between Glamis and um, some other dunes that are out there on the, on, the, on the 8 freeway heading toward Yuma, Arizona. Okay, there's some dunes out there called Buttercup, and any any desert rats, any anybody go out to the, you know what I'm talking about then? Okay, uh, and my, my my grandfather was like, no, so he 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 had a place out at this ranch called Gold Rock Ranch, but he was like the king of Gold Rock Ranch. He knew all the spots, so he could leave Gold Rock Ranch and he could take you to the most beautiful historic places you could ever imagine in the middle of the desert. I'm like, how does this guy know this? And there was a point in my life between this 11 and 13 that as I spent time with him, he began to teach me how to drive. So I started driving at a very young age because, of course, you're out in the middle of the desert. And he, unbeknownst to me now looking back, I think what he was trying to do was pass on an inheritance to me and teach me all all of the ways of his kingship. (laughs) You know what I mean? He would like take, and so we would go drive in Baja Bugs and sand rails, and I would have to follow him and. But following my grandfather, I always found that I wanted to kind of take my own route because I wanted, you know, it was more entertaining to just drive another way. And, and my grandfather sometimes would be like, bro, you got to like stick to the lane. Like just stay on my tail. I'm trying to teach you something. You, gotta, you have to follow me closely here. But I, I also want to tell you, although there were so many options that I could take, Some of those options on where I could go uh, proved to be dangerous, and some of them were deadly if I didn't know what was going on, especially as an 11, 12, 13-year-old out in the middle of the desert by myself. And here's another truth. I hated the fact that I had to follow my grandfather so closely that as he kicked up dust, driving, how many of you know this? You're choking on the dust that he's kicking up. And so I always wanted to create distance between me and my grandfather as I was driving. And he would say, you got to stay close to me. And I was like, I don't like getting dusty. (laughs) He's like, tough. That's part, like, you're going to miss something important if you're not close enough. So 
So he would constantly call me to follow him closely to encounter all of his gold rock ranch kingship. He was teaching me that if I could learn to be led and I followed him closely, I was going to be able to experience the result that he had intended for me and the inheritance that he had for me as the king of Gold Rock Ranch. I want to read this passage to you in Galatians 5.19. says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurities, lustful pleasures, Lustful pleasures, I'm just going to say right now, I'm just going to use a word, entertainment. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. But let me tell you again, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And Paul, who's writing this letter, says in the very next verse, but the Holy Spirit produces this fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there's no law against these things. There's nothing that can stand against these fruit. Of the Holy Spirit. Society can't cancel that. See, sometimes navigating life is like navigating the desert with my grandfather. You have lots of options on the roads you can take and what you're going to follow. Some of them dangerous, some of them deadly. But if you can learn to be led and follow closely, if you can learn to be led and follow the encounter with Jesus' kingship, there is a promise in this that we're going to talk about today. That it produces undeniable fruit that he actually intended for you to live with. Today we're going to talk about how it's normal to be a follower, but I have found that most often I have had to learn to be led in my life. See, it's normal, first and foremost, to follow. I, I, I want to tell you in Ephesians 5.1, Paul says to the people of Ephesus, the Ephesians, he says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear, dear children. Now, I want, to, I want to break this down. Imitate is be a follower of Mimic, I, I want you to follow God. Why? Because you were created in his image. Pastor Julie did a brilliant job last week of talking about this. You are his dear children, and children are created in the image of their little C creators, mom and dad. Are you with me this morning? So I want to tell you that you were created to be a follower because as his dear children, his creation... You were made to follow your creator. Following in society today, though, has become, by and large, a means for entertainment. We do lots of following. Who do you follow? 
Oh, I, fo- I follow them. I follow them on Instagram. I follow, th- I follow this guy on TikTok. I follow this lady on TikTok. I follow them. I follow them on Discord. I fo- Here's the stats in 2020. 2020, this is last year, over 3.6 billion people were using social media wor- worldwide. A number projected to increase to almost 4.41 billion this year. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, by 2025. This is in the billions. Why is this happening at such large rates? Guys, I want to tell you something. It's not bad. It's just proving the fact that you were made, that your normal is to follow. You were made for it. You were made to be a follower. Following in society is at an all-time high, but let me tell you what is also at an all-time high. Keep in mind that we follow predominantly for entertainment in our society. So while it's at an all-time high, so is anxiety, depression, suicide. This is because following too many images... When you were created to follow the image of one, will leave your heart divided and ultimately depressed because you will never add up to the fakeness of what we're being shown. Right? We will, even if I emulate you on your platforms, I was never created to bear your image. Don't, don't, listen, we, we need to understand that you and I were made to follow, but we were made to bear the image and follow the image of one. And what we're seeing is, is a divided heart. We're seeing, and we're seeing depression. You were always going to be left empty from entertainment because you were created to follow one image. Matthew 9, 9 says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Now, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And this is what Jesus says to him. He says, follow me and be my disciple. Jesus said to him, So Matthew got up and he followed him. Follow means follow one who precedes. Operable word, one. Join one as a disciple. Become or be his disciple. Let me give you a definition for disciple. (laughs) To be a disciple of one. To follow his or her precepts. In this case, Jesus' precepts. And instructions. Disciples have a singular focus. Disciples have laser beam focus. It's sustained rather than sporadic. They never break. They get locked in 
and their eyes don't deviate. In scripture, there's, there's this passage about having eyes like doves. Because doves mate one time in life. And so once a dove develops eyes for another dove, they, they're not sporadic in their options. There's no dove adultery. Right? They're like, dude, I am so endoved to you. And like, this is what we were created for, singular, intense focus on one. But we would rather spread ourselves thin and soil our spiritual oats and leave a little bit of ourselves and our likes and our comments here and there in entertainment, and we miss the encounter with the kingship of Jesus. Hebrews 3.1, and so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and who are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this. Now, think carefully about this means this. It means to focus on. To think carefully on something is to focus on, to be intentional. So he's saying, think carefully or focus on Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and what? High priest. You were made to follow. It's normal to be a follower with singular focus, sustained, laser focus on Jesus. And the next thing that we run into in learning to be led is we need to know that it's normal that followers imitate. Imitation is a powerful thing. When Paul uses this word imitate, be a follower, it means to mimic, to follow. But it also is this connotation to be covered in the dust of the rabbi as a disciple. Let me say that again. To be covered in the dust of the rabbi or the priest as his disciple. (laughs) See, when young people who were becoming disciples of rabbis in the Old Testament would get ready to leave and go follow these rabbis and become disciples, the people around this young disciple would say this to them, may you be covered with the dust of the rabbi's feet. It would be like you coming into a relationship with Jesus this morning and I said to you in response, praise God. from whom all blessings flow. And may you be covered in the dust of the rabbi's feet that you just made a decision to be a disciple of. This is an Old Testament picture of the young disciple following in synchronized manner everything that the rabbi did. So this is what it would look like. That every single time the rabbi lifted his arm there was a disciple standing intimately close, having an encounter with this rabbi, and as the right hand moved to the rabbi, the disciple's hand would move. That the mannerisms would be mimicked. That the words would be modeled. That the way that the rabbi had swagger, the disciple picked up the swagger of the rabbi. 
in his dress, in his walk, in his tone. And it wasn't delayed, it was right now. It wasn't, I'm watching from afar and I'll practice at home. It was as fast as you could, as synchronized as possible as the rabbi moved, the disciple moved. It's immediate. It implies an encounter from walking so closely that the dust of the rabbi's words, his ways, and his walk would rub off on you that you would get dusty. I'm going to let that sit for a second. I have to tell you, you can only get dusty from following Jesus if you're close to where he steps. Or if you're sitting at his feet where he stands. Jesus follows the Father this way. It, he's a great example. It says in John 5.19, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing, and whatever the Father does, the Son also does. It's this picture of Jesus being what? A disciple to the rabbi. So the father says, I'm moving right now on the heart of this young man. And Jesus is like, as, as the father extends his hand of healing, Jesus was there, his hand on top of the father's extending healing. And you and I, see it's normal for us to be followers of Jesus the same way. It says in 1 Peter 2.21, for God called you to do good even if it means suffering. Jesus, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example. Who? Jesus is your example. And then it has this command. It says, and you must follow in his steps. Why? Because you can only get dusty if your foot is where his foot is. And it says, he never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threatened revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. See, I would fight getting dusty by remaining distant from my grandfather and I would take different routes to entertain myself. In fact, I will tell you, it's more prevalent in society to follow for entertainment when you were actually made to follow for encounter. When you step into this family, the Movement Church, when you are watching in your house or in your car, I want you to know something that we do not see our job as an entertainment to you. We're not trying to lead you in entertainment. Why do we take time to exhibit and express our praises and worth of God in the morning here on Sunday mornings? Why? Because our call is to bring you into an encounter 
that you were made for, not entertainment. Because <laughs> you were made for it. Because if all we're doing is entertaining ourselves on Sundays, guess what it's going to lead to? Continued anxiety, depression. We will be serving our flesh. And we will cease to be dusted by the dusty one. And we need to get dusty. We need to walk in a way that the dust of encounter with Jesus is rubbing off on us. There's this story of these two women in scripture, Martha and Mary, who both love Jesus unbelievably well. And Jesus comes into Martha's house one time and she's busy running around and she gets upset because Mary sits down at Jesus' feet. And Martha comes to Jesus and is like, hey, I'm running around trying to entertain everybody and you, Jesus, and Mary is just sitting here and Jesus is like, because she understands that she was made for encounter she was made to sit at the dustiest parts of who I am, and that's at my feet. Are you following closely enough? Can you wipe the dust from your face? Because you're living an encounter as a follower of Jesus. Or are you distant? It's normal to be a follower of Jesus with focus and dusty with the life of his living fruit. I'm going to have Andrew come out here and start playing the keys behind me. I just feel like Jesus wants to have an encounter here this morning with you. How many of you feel like you need perhaps to get a little closer this morning as if to have an encounter and get dusty with Jesus? Go ahead, stand up if that's you. It's okay. Some of you have been dusted before. Some of you have followed so closely and you've began to distance yourself. Some of you have never stepped into a relationship with Jesus. And I want you to know that right now is your opportunity to take your first step or for you to take a step closer. But the goal is encounter because you were made for it. And entertainment, following, is killing us. It's killing us.
we need to have laser focus on Jesus. And so, God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, if you're We're family. I just, I feel like we have to do this. If you're next to somebody who's standing, can you just place a hand on them? You just do it on their shoulder. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray and I ask that you would draw us closer and closer and closer. We were made for encounters with you. It's normal for us to be a follower, but God, if we're not dusty from walking in your footsteps, we're too distant. God, I wanna be so close that I can hear your heartbeat, that I can sense what you're sensing. And I can respond the way that you're responding. That I can live a life, Lord, exhibiting the fruitfulness, the benefits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And this is the evidence of the dust of a disciple. And it's not a call to perfection, but it's a call, Lord Jesus, to a personal encounter, and we were made for encounter. So I just say, come Holy Spirit, in power, come right now. Let the evidence of this be made um, known in the relationships that we have with you and that we have with one another. as we encounter the kingship of Jesus. Now, I wanna give us three basic things to get dusty as a follower of Jesus, okay? I'm gonna make this really simple. Three basic things. Why don't the rest of you just join us and stand and we're gonna wrap up here. Hey, if you, if you need continued prayer, you can just stay in the posture you're in. Uh, we, have, we have a ministry team that's here to pray with you. We can pray with you. But I wanna, I'm gonna give you some practical things. There's three things that I have found in my life that get me dusty as a follower of Jesus. Number one, quiet time in prayer. Guys, girls, we have lots of noise in our society. I want to tell you for your mental health, you need quiet time. And I wanna encourage you that in that quiet time, that you ask God to speak and you listen. And you don't 
dominate the time telling God everything that you need from him. He knows. He wants to speak to you. And we need to hear the voice of God right now more than the voice of anyone else. And that's going to leave you dusty. Number two, I want you to study and meditate on Scripture. If you want to know the ways and the walk of your rabbi Jesus, then you need to know his word. And if we can focus with single laser focus, dove-like focus on the word of God and understand what he says, you are going to be dusty. And I'll tell you what, I find myself even, and maybe you can relate, quoting lots of words of other people when I need to be quoting the words of Jesus Christ and what he says. We need to get dusty with God's word. Number three, service within the body of Christ. Service within the family. I, I, I want to tell you something. If you want to get dusty, get around other people that are dusty. Because when I come in from following my grandfather, the king of Gold Rock Ranch, and I'm dusty, my wife was like, you need to take a shower because you're dusty. I'm like, you don't get it. I'm supposed to get you dusty. So step into service within the family so you can get dusty. I want to tell you something. You don't hear us say step into service because like, oh my God, we need you. We, we're actually laying out a basic framework for you to step into dusty discipleship. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. When I have a mentality of I need to be served, I'm here for entertainment. And you can sit, I want, to, I want you to know something. If you're here for that reason, you will sit in this church and any other church you go to for a lifetime and you will still experience the death pangs of humanity at high levels because you're missing it. You were made for encounter, dusty encounters. And when you step into service within the family, that is the closest encounter because you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna have an encounter with somebody that's dusty. And you're going to be like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're like Jesus in the flesh. How do you do that? And the person's going to be because I'm dusty. And you begin to learn. This is a point of discipleship, of becoming a follower of Jesus. So number one, what are we going to do? Quiet time in prayer. Number two, what are we going to do? We're going to study and meditate on scripture, on the word. Number three, what are we going to do? We're going to make a decision today to step into service within the family. I'm going to make this easy for you. There's two services, 9 and 11. You show up and serve at one, and you come in for your dusty encounter with Jesus in the other one. And you will always stay dusty. There is a dying population that this church family has a mandate a call and a focus to reach. You have the opportunity to be part of that. I call you into that. This is what an image bearer looks like. This is what following in a dusty disciple manner looks like. Are you with me?
are you with me? No more entertainment, only encounters. Amen? Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you bring encounter upon encounter upon encounter upon encounter upon encounter. God, that we get dusty, and if we try to wipe our face, if we try to jump in the shower and clean ourselves off from the dusty encounter with you, that we would literally trip and fall out of the bath right into another dusty encounter with you. That we will learn that we were made for it and we would not run from it. We would push back and distance ourselves from entertainment. We would pull close and we would grab hold of encounters because we want to be dusty with your presence. We want to say yes to you as high priest, yes to you as rabbi, and we want to run with vigor and strength straight into the middle of an encounter with you. We want to know what it feels like and looks like to sit at your feet. We want to experience the fullness of who you are. And today, we put a stake in the ground and we say, we will not move until we have an encounter with you. We will not let go of you until we have an encounter with you. If we don't want walk away dusty, then we're doing something wrong. And God, I want to be dusty as a disciple. We thank you. We thank you for the calling on this church family. We thank you for the calling that you've put on each individual in this room. And as a family, it's time we're going to lock arms and we're going to get dusty as disciples. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen and amen.